Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. There's certainly ample concern for our ability to hold different choices and to be aware of the different possibilities with which we are presented and to sidestep or at least be aware of the personal and selfish desires that we have, which might come at the expense of the greater good. And we're not always going to be strong enough or clear enough to choose the better option, to choose the option that serves, to choose the option that really does lead to the greater good. But what if we never even feel that as an option? What if it never even crosses our mind that there is another possibility outside of the one that I want for reasons that I might not even be aware of based upon urges and mentalities and history and concerns and desires that might be so deep inside of me that I can't even see them as choices that I'm making. Rather, I just experience them as compulsions. What if I can't even recognize that there is another option available to me, one that I could choose? The barrier that prevents me from even noticing other possibilities outside of my basest or deepest urges, that is called aral, the foreskin. The aral, the foreskin, is the barrier. It is the obstacle in the physical sense. When we are talking about circumcision, we are talking about addressing and removing a layer, which once removed creates the possibility of contact and access in a much deeper and much more sensitive way. When we speak about the aral in terms of the heart, which is how Moshe refers, when he tells the Israelites, Umaltem et orla and you shall circumcise the orla, the foreskin of your heart, and it is this very comment that our passage in the Talmud selects as evidence that Moshe himself called the Yetzirah Aral. When we are referring to the Orla of the heart, we are speaking of a barrier, a layer, a thick skin, preventing contact and sensitivity. And as a result of this Orla being in place, we just don't know. We never get to the feeling that would force us to choose between my own urge, the thing that I want, the thing that the deepest and perhaps most primitive parts of myself are telling me to go for, as opposed to what might serve the greater good and what would be the better thing to do. It is the Orla that prevents us from even having access to that information so that we might choose. And as such, the Orla is insidious and it's dangerous because it forces us to ask what amounts to a terrifying question. What am I not feeling? What am I not aware of? If, for example, a friend would come to me and say, Gabriel, I need to let you know, I don't feel like you're really paying attention to me. I don't feel like you're aware enough 
of what I'm trying to tell you and that you are sensitive enough to the struggles that I'm having right now and I've been trying to get your attention. And look, here's this text and this text and this text and I called you and I left a message and here's this email and when I saw you the other day, I tried to get your attention and you're just not tuning in. I could then say, oh my God, something's not working. I'm not tuning into or paying attention to the needs of someone about whom I care very much. Let me now look at myself and try to identify what it is that's getting in the way. And once I identify that, I can remove it or address it somehow. I can work with it or I can work around it to make sure that I reach the goal that I already have, which is to remain connected to this friend of mine in the best and most effective and deepest way. But what about all the other people in the world to whom I cannot tune in because I don't even know that they're there. I don't even know that it's a possibility. Based on who I am and how I've been and the way I act and the way I present myself in the world, there is an enormous list of people with whom I have zero resonance who have no interest in connecting with me further because I've broadcast in all the ways that I know how that I don't have the capacity to tune in to their wavelength. But the problem is, I don't know it. I'm just being me, walking around with this big, thick barrier all around me that prevents me from even noticing that some kind of deeper level of connection is available with these other people. And that is the danger of the Orla, is that it filters so severely that I don't even know what it is that I am not feeling. I do not even know who it is to whom I am not being sensitive. I do not even know about the possibilities which, if I knew that they were there, I may well choose to pursue them with all the energy that I have. But if I don't know that they're there, I won't have the awareness to focus myself toward the goal of trying to connect in the best way to those things or those experiences or those possibilities. So just to repeat one more time, through other manifestations of the Yitzhahara, I may well have to ask, what should I choose among these options? Why am I biased in this direction? How do I free myself of that bias so that I can at least potentially choose the other possibility. With this manifestation of the Yitzhahara, with the Aral, I have to ask myself, what am I not feeling? What am I not aware of? And that is a very difficult question to answer. And with that in mind, you can see just what a great gift it is that Moshe tells us that we are subject to this condition called Orlat Leif, the foreskin of the heart. Without Moshe telling us this, we might never have known. We might have wallowed in a blissful ignorance, unaware that there is another layer or many more layers of the story, many more layers of possibility within the relationship that we have to the source and to each other. And so by telling us, by pointing our attention 
towards the fact that we are not feeling and telling us that there is something to be felt. There is something toward which to be sensitive, which lies beyond that barrier. Moshe provides us with an incredible gift. And not only does he tell us that we are missing something, that there is another layer or many, many more layers of experience and connection and feeling to which we are not sensitive at the moment. Not only does he tell us that, but he tells us what it is that we are missing. As we read in chapter 10 of the book of Devarim, of Deuteronomy, in verse 14, Behold, the heavens and the heavens of the heavens, they belong to God. And not only that, but Haaretz, the Choshabah, and also the land, the earth, and everything that is upon it, lest you look around and see what appears to be an ownerless world, a random world, a world that lacks direction and lacks context. Moshe comes to say, this world is within God. It is within this larger story, and it is guided by this larger purpose. And not only that, but rak babotecha chashak Hashem la'ahava otam. Only your ancestors did God choose to love. Vayvchar bezar and chose their seed after them. Acharehim, b'chem mikohami b'yom With you, God chose you. You're chosen to play a role in this grand story, which is overseen by the Most High God. And, of course, this is hard to apprehend, particularly when you find yourself stuck, when you find yourself broken, when you find yourself overwhelmed by the challenges of your own life. It's difficult to see. It's difficult to feel that larger story. So Moshe says, this that I just told you, it's true. And, of course, you don't feel it. Of course it's challenging to tune into that. Therefore, the next verse, umaltem et And you will have to circumcise the orla, the barrier of your heart. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to take action in order to be able to tune in to the reality that I just described to you. Don't be surprised that you don't feel it yet. Don't be surprised that that reality has not penetrated into your life. It definitionally requires another step. It requires action on your part. One of the questions that's asked about Brit Milah, about literal circumcision, is... Why would God make it that way? Why wouldn't God make human beings, at least male human beings, already perfect? Why make them with this deficiency or with this barrier such that an additional step of removing it is required in order to achieve what it is that God has in mind for humanity? And the parallel question on the level of heart, why does God make the human heart with an orla around it such that an additional step is needed and human beings 
must take action to remove this barrier which naturally occurred, this barrier with which they were essentially born. There are many answers to that question. And one that appeals to me is this sense that we are not put here on this earth simply to be natural, simply to tune in to our natural present tendencies, as fabulous as those can be. We are meant to be supernatural. We are meant to reach beyond. We are meant to intuit that there is something else, there is something greater that is available to us. There's more. There's more to me, there's more to you, there's more to us, there's more to reality that we experience, there's more to the story in which we are participating. We are, in a sense, designed to ask, to wonder, to doubt, to explore, and to inquire. And it may well be that we are asking and exploring and inquiring in the dark. We quite likely don't know what it is that we're looking for. We don't know what it is that we are not feeling. But once we've been told that there is more, there is something out there that we are not feeling, there is something out there to which we may attune ourselves, then we start to develop sensitivity, which goes beyond the simple sensitivity with which we are born. And thankfully, there are people along the way, like Moshe, in this section of the Torah, who's here to tell us, guys, there's so much more going on. There's such a deep story that's happening here. Tune in. Open. Recognize that there's stuff that you're not feeling. Recognize that you have a barrier upon you that's preventing you from accessing this greater story. And I assure you, says Moshe, I've done this work myself. And if you do it, look what's there. As the verse continues, Hashem your God is the God of all gods, and the master of all masters. The great, the mighty, and the wondrous. A relationship to that, to the greatest and the highest, that is available to you once you begin the process of opening to it. So, in the merit and with the guidance of Moshe, our teacher, we can start to tune in to the reality that we are beset by a barrier and an obstacle that prevents us from feeling. And though we might not know yet what it is that we're not feeling and that we're not connected to, we can begin by noticing the obstacles that follow us around, the obstacles that seem to keep us more limited than we need to be, more insensitive than we need to be, more oblivious and ignorant than we need to be. And when we start to address that in all the ways that we can, then we will start to notice new vistas of opportunity and connection that are available to us.